So it's my honor to represent. Today we say au revoir, adios, sayonara, goodbye to the earthly life of Greg Holly, but not his legacy. We've heard about the legacy of family, the legacy of friendships, the legacy of philanthropy, the nations, and it continues on. The legacy of courage. My assignment today is a legacy of miracles. If you're going to be as courageous as Greg Holly, you're going to have to have some miracles because emergencies will happen, attacks will happen, betrayals can occur. And in sitting down with my sister, listing some of the many miracles this man experienced in his life, we came up with eight categories. Miracles of salvation, which is the greatest, physical healings, courage, provision, protection, legal matters, restorations, and miraculous attitude. So I'm not going to belabor or preach on each of those topics, but I want to give glory to God. Bishop Holly would not be happy if this service did not bring more glory to the Lord than him, and I know we've all been wanting that to happen. Without God, these things would not have happened. As a young boy at the age of nine, he had a dream of baptizing an African. And when he was 17, he had the privilege of going on a youth mission trip. And he demanded that he be the one to do the baptizing. He got to fulfill that dream more than once. He saw miracles of salvation through his ministry. And, and then when he married Gaylor, their ministry... Over the years, they saw thousands come to faith and repentance, many baptized in water in oceans and rivers and streams and pools and churches, many filled with the Holy Ghost at camps, tents, house meetings, children's crusades, offices, ships, and planes. Saw many delivered from demons, and Greg walked in the discerning of spirits. When he came to Zimbabwe, uh, we, we were there already. There was a girl in the church that seemed to be a chronic seeker. We'd have an altar call people to come forward to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it seemed like every time demon, a demonic manifestation would occur and we just couldn't get it to stop. And Greg sensed that something wasn't right, so he turned to my brother and said, what do you think you ought to do? And he said, I think you ought to hit her in the stomach. <laughs> so Greg looked at her and said, you stop it. And he gave her a little punch. She stopped and has never done it again and is serving the Lord to this day. It was just some kind of habit she fell into. And uh, discerning of spirits, it's like, this is not a demon, this is human. He had a strong human spirit himself. Proverbs 18 has a verse in it that says, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Boy, did his spirit ever sustain him. Long past the time I would have lived. He saw miracles of physical healing. The most notable one is a child was blessed with an eardrum where there was none. He himself survived an incredible motorcycle wreck where a taxi hit him on a BMW motorcycle and his body flew up into a tree and stopped 
and then he fell to the ground. And he lay there waiting on the Lord to heal him. And when they got him to the hospital, he was discovered he had a broken ankle, so they casted his leg up. Ten days later, he's in church on a Sunday night, and he says, give me a knife. And he cut that cast off, and the Lord had healed him. Glorious time. He almost died in numerous conditions. One was a brain infection, which I have a neighbor, a Baptist preacher that died of a brain fungus. When illness gets in your brain, it's serious. The Lord healed him. He had, as Bishop Heron mentioned, miraculous courage. When a driver didn't show up, he climbed into the cab of a semi-truck that was pulling an A-frame house across town. And for the first time in his life, he drove a semi-truck. He spoke to world leaders of religions at a Morris Hill-type conference by himself. He preached the gospel to many in many different settings and broke barriers in liturgical churches and the communist world. His courage even led him to go to the dentist in Romania not long after communism fell. He had a broken tooth and he was sick and tired of it hurting him. He went to the dentist and without anesthetic had that tooth pulled. There's more to the story. Envision him laying back in the dentist chair like they do. They lay you down, your mouth wide open, and this post-communist Romanian dentist is pulling his tooth smoking. And there's ashes on the tip. And he said they were dropping into his mouth. But he endured. That's miraculous. He saw miraculous a provision. Went on assignment to be a missionary replacement in Zimbabwe and had no income. Survived. Once while there, he uh, was approached by some other missionaries to smuggle some food to a neighboring country. And he and a young man whose last name was Levendale loaded up the car with these provisions and they headed for the border and skipped all the regulations to get it through and got stopped by the police. They lost all the provisions and they're in jail. What do they do? They wake up in the morning, God, you got to get us out of here. And he reaches in his shirt pocket and pulls out a $100 bill. It had not been there before. If you knew Greg Holly, he knew where all his cash was at all times. So he offered it to the guard. The guard let him go, and they headed back home quickly. Miraculous provision. He found treasure in things people threw away. There were buildings that they were given to use for the ministry as well as to destroy, as well as to repurpose, as well as to recycle. As mentioned, he was given the Thousand Points of Light Award for what he and Gayla were involved in. They furnished a hospital in Shanghai with no money, just provision came. Um, they sent medicine to Romania that would be used after the revolution. It just kind of sat there. And when the revolution was over, it was just what was needed. And when he went next trip to Romania, he was highly honored for that. 
flown around the world more than once at someone else's expense. He was blessed with blessings. In spite of a lot of suffering, God gave him a lot of blessings to make up for it. Once was a summer-long boat trip up the Mississippi. He would fly home on weekends to preach and then fly back to where they had stopped, and he sailed all the way from Nolens all the way up as far as you can go up the Mississippi. He saw miraculous protection more than once. The first time I knew of was he walked away from a total VW bug that had rolled, destroyed, walked away from it. He and Gala survived a head-on collision with a semi-truck here on I-45 in a van, head-on with a semi-truck, and they did not have airbags, and their seatbelts were not connected. God is merciful. Can I get an amen? Amen. He and Gala survived a day in the Transkei Wilderness where he had to abandon her in their car and carry a flat tire to where he could get it repaired. It was a whole day. There were some scary things that happened during that, but they survived. Survived physical attacks and destructive plans thwarted, betrayals, and yet there were many angelic visitations. Like a boxer, Greg was the king of the comeback. Knock him down, he keeps getting back up. Were amazing miracles in legal matters. Once he was used by God to put a stop to a lawsuit involving a group of Christians suing other Christians. It was going to be in the papers. It was going to be a, a bad, a, just a bad thing all the way around. He put a stop to it. He overcame being turned into the IRS multiple times for years by relentless adversaries. But through that, he learned tax law. He learned all kind of things that made him what he became. (laughs) Help churches to operate legally. He won a policy fight with a U.S. government agency that restored the right for churches to distribute Bibles while they're providing disaster relief. That happened right here in the Houston Metroplex. He helped win a court case with the Catholic Church, a branch of the Catholic Church that was attacking another part of Christendom, his testimony turned the tide, won the case. Miraculous restorations with emergencies can come incredible losses. Recovered from numerous thefts. I think in some, time, in some ways he came to the place where he could give it all away. It wouldn't bother him. God would replace it. He helped the city police solve a church burglary by telling them who did it. And it was true. They found the items in that person's residence. He led the, restore, the restoration of Main Street in Laporte, Texas. He and New Life Church and Debbie and others on their staff did something to a city's Main Street that was going downhill. Hookers on corners and just dilapidation. They bought two of the properties and began to make a change. And to this day... That part of Laporte has life, commerce, and prosperity. He helped many over the years who had fallen morally to get back up and start again, serving the Lord and walking a straight and narrow. He proved time and again that humiliation precedes exaltation. If you're here today and your life has been totally humiliated, don't give up. Don't give up. Get some help. 
and let's move forward. He had a miraculous attitude. He always tried to learn from his experiences. When misunderstood, he would not let it discourage him. And if he felt disappointed, he kept on loving people. And his daughter Angela told me that she never heard her dad say, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> That's courage, not discouraged. Some people will quit, never going to try that again. He would get back up and go for it again. And so because of that kind of life, the Lord enabled him to do many amazing things. And we're here today as a result of that. So in conclusion, today we say goodbye to a hardworking man, but not his works. Today we say farewell to a fiery preacher, but not his works. Today we say goodbye, but not for long, for one day the trumpet's going to sound. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall ascend together with Bishop Greg Holly to meet the Lord in the air. God bless you.